Hey everyone, welcome back to Three Men and Their Babies. Three dads, three very different scenarios. A cheeky twosome this week as something that I believe may have struck many parents across the country. Benny can't be here as his daughter is pretty sick and barfing everywhere. Adam, here. Yeah. How you doing, mate? <laughs> I, I, not personally, but I am the also the victim of uh, a child barfing everywhere. And I'm very, very tired and uh, kind of worn out as a result. Jumping straight into it, Daisy, my littlest, poor little six-year-old Daisy, uh, has been prettier with this norovirus that's going around. Thursday night, I'm driving around in a car, pick her up from school. She's fine. Then I go to pick up my lad from his swimming club after school. And she's complaining that, oh, my stomach hurts. And to me, that's just because... Some other stuff that we'll get into in a minute, uh, but also the fact that she's probably a bit hungry. Uh, and good dad that I am, I had neglected to pack her a snack. She continues to complain, and we get to uh, my, my lad's mum's house to drop him off, and we go in, uh, have a chat, and I pick up Daisy to give her a hug, and blah, <laughs> just all over me, oh my God. all over her, all over the floor. My my eldest daughter has a real phobia with vomit, and she literally like nearly threw herself through the door, <laughs> like cartoon style, <laughs> leaving an imprint behind. Yeah, she she refused to go back in through the kitchen. She went all the way around the house <laughs> to come in <laughs> come in the front door and like run away, basically. Oh my! God. And yeah, that that kind of continued. Luckily, not in the car on the way home. But yeah, we were basically, uh, she was in my bed for two days straight because I couldn't leave her on a different floor in the house on her own, especially the first night because she was like vomiting at regular intervals throughout the night. Couldn't keep any food or even water down, poor thing. Uh, But on Friday, she got a lot better. She uh, very quickly turned around yesterday and uh, got to the point where she was completely fine, and she was at a party today, <laughs> bouncing up and down on a bounce castle. So it was a very quick-lived thing, but that combined with like constantly being woken up and paranoid with having a child in my bed as well, who like thinks it's fun at three o'clock in the morning to stop pulling on your beard because <laughs> she can't get to sleep. Uh, it's left me a very tired man, but. Yeah, she she's. I'm, I realise I'm I'm rambling here, but she's had a bad week because last Friday she fell over outside school and basically hit the the ground with her head. Oh my god! Not with her hands. She basically landed head first, face first into the pavement. Oh jeez! Uh, we ended up in A and E. Thankfully, no stitches. But the, to make matters worse, she not only hit the floor, but she also hit some dog poo which was on the floor. What? <laughs> and yeah basically like face first into dog muck and from there caught worms as well what i know she's had the worst week possible and she also had this winter cold as well so in this gap between starting her worming treatment and having norovirus she's also been really snotty and sneezing and stuff so she's had the worst week for for a child to like have no non-serious illness or injury but yeah she's been very under the weather and like a champ she's pulled through 
all of it. And I'm really proud of her, but... Oh, Shout out. Shout out to the kid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Starting a... When you said it's, she's got to start a course for like her worming tablets, it's like you're talking about a, a cat or a dog, not your child. Exactly. That's in nuts. That's, oh, that's all of us, though. That's me. Oh, of course. That's her yeah, mum. Because it, that's her oh, brother and sister and their mum, just in case the eggs are everywhere. So I've a couple with like having to work from home, having to like go and visit her and you know, take it to A&E. I've been having to, like, strip the house down and disinfect everything so we don't have a recurrence of fucking worms. I've had to worm all my animals. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's been a bit of a logistical nightmare. But that is the, the, the part of dadding. That's what you've got to do. It's true. You, your kids are poorly, and you, or you need to prevent your kids being poorly. You've got to sacrifice sleep. You know, it's 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 one of those things. Yeah. And she's pulled through and she's had a nice weekend here. We've kind of been in quarantine for three days because I didn't want to risk like infecting anyone else. Like eat her mum or anything who works at a hospital. Don't do that. And then today we went to a kid's party. At the place at the place you mentioned at the place you mentioned the, on the show as well that you love going to. The place I mentioned where I said I judge people, <laughs> other parents, for choosing this place to have a party. And again, it was it was just the same thing where I just sat on my phone for like an hour, occasionally like intervened in Daisy like getting really thirsty or tired or sweaty. <laughs> and then like going, right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm bored. I'm going to just play with the kids and just got up and was like, all the other parents are standing around. So I like did stuff like building giant towers out of foam cubes and having the kids knock them down, like walking down the side of the bouncy castle and uh, basically pushing the kids over and which they loved. <laughs> and it's just like, sod it. I'm, I'm just going to have fun with the kids. I found myself got and getting involved first off when Georgia was first going to parties and things but then by the time she got to probably seven I think she went to a couple more after that and then it was a case of no daddy don't because that's embarrassing so stay away from me so and then it was okay I'll just yeah. go and you know socialize with one of the parents or because there's other parents that you can always talk stuff about because you have the common bond of children so it's easy to talk to other parents yeah. but yeah I had that until you know probably seven or eight and then that was it Jesus Christ, oh, dude. That's good. What a couple of weeks you've had. I know. What a couple of weeks. That oh. is absolutely nuts. It, it It is. And like I say, it's been tiring. And then I've got busy stuff on the horizon as well. So I don't have any time to kind of unwind. But unfortunately, I've had to give my jogging up temporarily because I'm just mentally not in the right mood for it because I'm so tired from everything else. But the diet's still there, still plodding on. Well, that's okay then, so, so just keep that in check, that's alright. Exactly. Just because you're exactly. not running, there's no reason to fall off the wagon or anything, so that's good. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but you, mate, how have you been? Yeah, so this is always, sort of these couple of months are always our crazy time of year, so it's why we couldn't have a show yes. last week, because it's my daughter's and wife's birthday in the same week, so we have to kind of juggle getting them both, you know, doing the things that they want to do, basically. So yeah. we went to 
and I've got to get these days. I can't remember what days these are, but I think four nights in a row. So one night we went to the Midland Hotel in Manchester, which is a really, really nice hotel. We only go once every couple of years. You know, one of those hotels that you go to and you think, yeah, I don't really belong in here. It's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so when on the on the night we were there, we uh, we got onto reception and Sarah says, oh, should we just get a, a drink at the bar? And I've got to say the bar area is beautiful. There's like a circular bar yeah. right in the middle, different levels. They've got beautiful tree, like massive trees indoors. They've got, it's all glass, it's all mirrored along one side and it's really, really nice. And there was a black tie event going on at the same time. So there's people walking around in, you know, like evening gowns and cocktail dresses. All the guys have got tuxes on and like rented suits and all this kind of thing. And me and Sarah were just sat there like two fucking Joe Schmoes off the street. And I just, like, we really don't belong here, do we? <laughs> but it's it's nice. It's it's lovely. And one of my greatest memories is from the Midland Hotel, which I'm not sure if I've told them here or not, but it was when Mo Farah won his 10,000 meter gold. So that okay. that night at the Olympics in London. And he'd won, I can't remember which one it was. Either way, he he'd, he was trying to become, I think, like the first man, I think, to win the 5,000 and 10,000 at the same Olympics. And he did it. Whichever the second race was, that yeah. was the race that... So we we went out to eat. You know what I mean, Sarah? Like, we don't stay all night. We got our food, came back early, and the Olympics were still on. So we're watching the telly, and there's a murmur going around because it's Mo's race coming up. Like, the final is next. So we're saying, oh, well, obviously going to stay down and watch it, cheer on Mo. It should be a good night. On one mm. side of the, the Midland Hotel, as well, then, I don't know if it's still the same now, but then there was a function room on either side of the, the hotel on the ground floor. On one side, there was a big either Indian or Pakistani wedding going on. On the other side, there was a wedding that was just full of white people going on. And people, in the middle of the race, people started to file out. So it looked a bit like the sharks and the jets. So on one side of the room, (laughs) you had like a ton of sort of Asian people. Then on the other side of the room, you had a ton of white people. And for a second, I was thinking... They were like clicking the fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was a deep bass on over playing a little humming, like like that. But you know, you sort of, for a second, I thought, wow, are they going to fight or something? What's happening? I didn't realize <laughs> they were all just there to watch Mo. And then obviously, you know, people then are sort of turning to the TV and we're like, oh, okay, yeah, everyone's watching Mo basically. And then on the yeah. last straight, the whole, it felt like like everyone stopped. Nobody was working. Everybody was watching the TV. And we're just kind of sat in the middle of it and everyone's standing, everyone's jumping up and down. And he crosses the line and it was just one of those beautiful moments. And that, Everybody on both sides kind of crashed together like some kind of giant battle, but it was just a, a giant hug fest. And there's like everyone was oh, jumping wow. up and down and hugging each other, and people are crying and cheering. And it was just absolutely beautiful. One of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen. And it was just coming together via sport of two, you know, two different cultures. Yeah. And it was always, it, it's always had like a weird kind of special place for me after that. Because I think it was just, yeah, people are, you know, when there's good things are happening and. People are nice to each other and sport can do that. But anyway, yeah, went to the Midland Hotel. I think the next night we had a meal out for Sarah's birthday. Then the next night we had a sleepover for Georgia. And then, okay, uh, sorry, the meal for Sarah's birthday was with her family. Then the next night, which was the Friday night, we had a sleepover for Georgia for her birthday because that was the only time we could fit it in, even though her birthday was on the Monday. And then the Saturday night, we all went out to Chester for Sarah's 
meal with her friends and then you know no children it was like a you know 16 kind of adult get together oh my god for sarah's birthday adult get together that sounds amazing yeah it was good it <laughs> honestly it was really really good and then so like there was all people there for so like sarah's work friends were there and then her friends who live near benny who she used to work with came up from like all the way for, for uh from norwich just for the for the meal Oh, wow. Uh, Sarah's friend, the uh, police officer from Blackburn, came down. So Rick was there as well. So it was good to see Rick. Um, And yeah, it was a really, really nice time. But it was, again, same kind of just knackered afterwards. Just four days of full on doing stuff, going to places. Even walking around Manchester on Wednesday day, you know, we said, oh, we'll go to do a bit of shopping, get George some clothes for Christmas from Primark, all that kind of thing. And then Sunday, we were just absolutely completely knackered. Um, oh God, I bet. But yeah, but again, that sounds like the the opposite <laughs> end of the enjoyment spectrum. Yeah, completely. To like with the same amount of tiredness and mental exhaustion. <laughs> I know. I could, I'm glad I didn't talk to you on that Sunday because you would have messaged me like, "How are you, mate? Oh, I'm knackered. I've been out celebrating for four days. Yeah, I'm knackered too. My kid's got worms and has had a face full of dog poo. I would have felt terrible. Exactly. <laughs> But this is right. This was something I wanted to ask you about, and a question for kind of the show this week is that I find it really interesting because Georgia had obviously a sleepover with all her friends and stuff, and you kind of Sarah was panicking because she was thinking, "Oh God, I hope they have a nice time and it's fun for them." And yeah. I said to her, "Like, you don't have to worry. They're just they're like they're like basically ten year old girls. All they want to do is go and talk upstairs and chat about." you know, boys being smelly and stupid stuff like that. And I just wondered if you'd ever sort of like, especially for Sophie's mum or Sophie and Daniel's mum, if like, or if you'd ever felt that kind of pressure, if they'd ever had friends over or if she'd ever felt that kind of pressure when they had friends over. You know what? I never have because my kids have never had friends over around my house. Oh, okay. Because when, when my older two were old enough that they were like, around my house like once uh, once a week or every other weekend uh, and with my uh, my youngest now getting to the age there is no way in my current situation I would offer my girl and all of her female friends to come over for a sleepover yeah, I get it, yeah. as a single dad yeah. because that, that <laughs> is bad enough getting the uh, the paedophile abuse from random teenagers at park. <laughs> I don't want to don't want to like risk putting myself on a register by offering other people's children to come around my house. <laughs> and and again that ties into that thing like well why shouldn't I because I'm a parent and she's got friends and it'd be good for them to come over but yeah it would just be frowned upon as a guy doing that yeah you're right the other side of things though is like my uh my elder kids mom she has organized sleepovers for like birthday parties and things like that and uh i think she's she's handled it well where she's just said you know what i am paying a company to prepare this and what it was is basically, you know, like you can hire children's entertainers or like party planners to come and like decorate a village hall or like organize a buffet or come round and entertain your children at a party. This company is one of those uh, that actually organizes sleepovers. So they come around, they decorate the bedroom. Oh, we've, and they yeah, put, we like, did this. Little tents and stuff. Yes, up. we did this. And it was amazing. 
it was amazing. They they brought like little pamper kits for the girls and stuff like that. And she's just like, if if I'd have paid for a party at like a soft play when she was younger, or if I paid for a party like or just took them all out for a meal or something like that, it would cost the same. So this way they get like a different experience. And it was great. She still raves about it to this day. Yeah. Uh, my my daughter, not a mum. Well maybe yeah. a mum does, I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah. So you say you did this as well. Yeah, yeah. We had a George had three friends staying over. I think I think it was when she was seven, probably. And luckily we just cleaned out what used to be my old kind of games room that's now like the dressing room. And it was completely bare and empty. No carpet, no nothing. And the idea was was that they yeah, they kind of bring these personalized tents over yes. their own mattresses. Like they bring their own mattresses and there's lights and they have little hot chocolate sort of um like packages and all this kind of stuff. And they were gonna do it in George's bedroom. We couldn't make it fit. So we just said, why don't we just do it in that room? And it they they fit just perfectly that you could fit four of them in. And we did the same yeah. thing. Oh yeah, I totally recommend it. If you can outsource sort of entertainment for your children at that age you absolutely should do it because it just saves you so much hassle and stress like yes like i said i yeah. mean like sarah just panics uh, that the kids aren't gonna have fun or something that she has to put on a show or i was like you don't need to do anything it's it's fine they're just gonna no, exactly like I said, they're, they're at that age now where they're kind of getting towards teenage doing where they just want to talk and laugh and entertain themselves they don't want us kind of cramping their style or picking something no, for them that's exactly. boring I mean, <laughs> Your wife has like organized enough weekends where we all get together <laughs> yeah. and do the same thing. Yeah. We basically have like a grown-up man's sleepover. Where <laughs> <laughs> we just like eat eat snacks, talk about bollocks and, and play video games. Yeah. That that's all the kids are doing as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just they just talk about different things. Exactly. But yeah, oh, those companies man. are those companies are really, really good. Really good. Um, exactly exactly like and anything where you can pay someone else just to deal with all the shit and stress of a party like and get as much as you can included within that like the food the party bags brilliant you get all that put in that's fantastic so because all of that stress is just it's too much like with daisy's i think it was like her fourth birthday she's six now we we pay for a village hall. We like set up all the furniture ourselves. We made all the food ourselves. We sort of craft activities ourselves. We, you know, we did the music ourselves. Just everything, and it was so stressful. Oh, dude, it's nuts. Just doing all of it, and yeah, you want it to be good. To be honest, your kid just wants to run around for an hour and a half. Yeah. with the friends. Yeah, have like a, a small lunch and a bit of cake to go home with. Yeah, compl- any any parents listening, do not go crazy for your children's birthday parties from the ages of three to kind of seven or eight. Just as crap as it sounds, just hire a hall, get a bounty castle, get some food for them. That's it, and a few and like five or six footballs for the boys. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah, That's all they exactly. want to do. That's all they want to do. And I've been to some good ones where they've been entertainers or magicians or and they've you know they've had a good time, but. Yeah. They just want to go crazy and run around and burn off all their energy. So that's yeah. all you need to do. And again, it's not cheap. But... Although, I I have found my inner red coat at oh, kids' God. parties. <laughs> okay. at my, own, my own kids' parties. My lad has had two parties at his mum's house. And I, obviously being his dad, have been the entertainer or the, the MC. 
master of ceremonies yeah. for the bloody party. So he's had one where he's had a superhero party in the garden. And basically, like, everyone turned up in superhero fancy dress. And we just did, like, kids' games, like musical bumps, musical statues, all of that. Uh, and uh, I organized all of that, even to calm them all down at the end. A game of Sleeping Lions. Clever. Clever. <laughs> and doing all of that, but, like, with a Bluetooth speaker, with my Spotify, and, like, organizing it all while all the parents looking at me going, hmm, the kid. <laughs> and also, he had a Nerf party once, which was basically on the field around the back of his house. And we set up, uh, like, all of his Nerf guns, all of his friends brought Nerf guns, and they had a, a basically, like, a huge Nerf battle. And I had to be the umpire for that. Like, organising people, sorting out disputes, <laughs> scoring people accordingly <laughs> as to whether or not they've been hit. <laughs> all of that. Which is great fun. I was going to say, like, to be fair, I you know, do I, that. Well, I had my own little Nerf pistol in my pocket that I would take anyone out with if, if, if they debated with me too much. I'd just pull it out and shoot them. Just, there you go. I'm afraid that's an end to the discussion. You're dead, so kindly remove yourself from the field, you yeah. seven-year-old boy. <laughs> Some boy turns up like Leon with just a knife. <laughs> this is how the professionals do it. Jesus, okay. Uh, All right. I gotta say, and, and yeah, that, oh, that has been fun. That bit of it has been fun. Yeah, it is. If you, I think, if they want you to get, if they want you to get involved as well, you should definitely get involved. I, I hate the parents who just keep saying no, no, not doing it, not helping. There was one where Georgia went and there was like a dancing competition or something, and half the parents just went up and made fools of themselves, and the kids were laughing and joking and going, "Oh yeah, your dad's rubbish. Yeah, your mum's a rubbish dancer," and then half of them were just sat there like, "No, I'm not doing it. Not doing it." It's like, come on, just, you know, it's for your kid. Yeah. Just go up and make an arse of yourself. No one cares. No one's going to remember. Exactly. You know, apart from me talking about exactly. it on a podcast. But Well, exactly. And shaming those people who didn't. That That's the whole thing. Yeah. You're not identifying those people who did, but all the people who didn't. We will remember that you didn't. Yeah, because, so yeah, who child. cares? Yeah, you should do it. <laughs> it's for your kid. I will say, there was one guy once who was kind of a, a master of all uh, kind of entertainment part so he did like comedy bits for the kids he did uh, ventriloquism he did magic all this kind of stuff so he did a sleeping lines thing but he had the the headset with the microphone attached so he had, you know his hands are free and everything to do tricks and tell jokes yeah. and stuff so he says right kids he says and he had something on the table at the front like a it was like a, a wrapped up like a wrapped up in a birthday uh, wrapping a box yeah. so you couldn't see what was in it or anything but he said right he said there's a really good present in here for whoever wins the next game so he says, this is for the parents as well. He said, so can you all just, so it's the children, can you lie down where you are and close your eyes and I'm going to walk amongst you and if, it's like, if I see any of you with your eyes open, you're out. But if you win, you get this present. And trust me, guy, like you want to get this present. So the parents as well, yeah. he says, if I see you looking, you're out. So he's kind of talking and doing his bit for sort of two minutes and after about, about yeah, about two minutes. He says, he says, okay, I can see some of the parents have been cheating. He says, right, all the parents are out. He says, well, the parents just open your eyes. You're all out. You're not going to win. But you <laughs> kids are doing amazing. You've all been fantastic. So you're all still in with a chance of winning this prize. He then okay. leaves the building, right, still talking to the kids. 
So he walks out the front door and he's going, okay, oh, are you are you looking there? No, it's okay. I thought well, I thought one of the boys was looking there. But, the, but you can't see them. He's like, and at this point now, yeah. I swear to God, he's walking down the road. He's walked past the front of the building and we can all see him. And he's walking down the road and he's saying stuff like, oh, good little, ah, that little girl there. She was going to open her eyes, but she didn't. Well done. Well done. You're still in for a chance at the prize. And he kept this going on for about five minutes. Then he walks back in through the door, walks back to the front of the room and says, oh, I can't believe it. You've all won. But he's he hadn't been in the room for like four minutes. He was just talking like he must have been a good 20 or 30 yards down the road outside. And all these kids are still just yeah. lying there all asleep. <laughs> and then he opens the box and oh, it's just like a amazing. massive box of sweets. And he's like, oh, you've all won. So you can all take a prize. And I was like, mate, that is genius. Like, like that guy That's earned fantastic. his money. So clever. So clever. Yeah. So he just left, like, started packing his van <laughs> while he's still Basically, doing it. Yeah, he could have gone and done his shopping at, like, Aldi down the road. He wouldn't have known. <laughs> so until like, some girl went to his nearly run out. Up. This party's overrunning. <laughs> yeah. I top it up. <laughs> yeah. But that guy was amazing. That was amazing. I, I'll never forget that. He was so good. But um, I was oh, going to say. He's brilliant. So, obviously, George just yeah. sleep over. Uh, oh, go on. Oh, yeah. Go on. Go on. Okay, okay. So, George sleep over, right? So, we're like, okay, kids. You know, no, you know, be careful. Try not to hurt each other. Drinks, food, you know, please don't. It's the classic, you know, don't spill anything. Don't go too crazy. Yes, we're going to give you some food that's probably got some sugar in it, but just try and stay cool. And they were just like <laughs> chaos for the first hour, just screaming and shouting and dancing. I mean, we kept looking up at the ceiling thinking, are they going to come through her floor in a minute? Because I don't know what they were doing. Then it gets to sort of. They have a um, they have a Mackey's again, just because it's easier. All the kids like McDonald's. What do you want? I'll just go and get it, or we'll get it delivered, no problem. It comes to them having snacks, so we get a load of snacks because again, it's a you know it's a sleepover. Kids like treats and chocolate and blah blah blah. We get like Pringles and all this stuff, but we get like healthy stuff as well. So we've got like carrot sticks and cucumber sticks and strawberries and all this kind of stuff. So we just give them a basically a massive thing of. Kind of like a, I guess kind of like a kid's charcuterie board, I suppose. But we just like loads of stuff on. So then, right, obviously, you know, go upstairs. Again, they don't want to come downstairs. They don't want to see us. That's fine. I go upstairs about 10, quarter past 10, because kind of Sarah's going to bed. There's just crisps everywhere, all over the landing, all in the dressing room. And I was like, why are there crisps? Like, why are there crisps all over the floor? Nothing else. There was no like yeah. pens anywhere, no bits of paper crumpled up, no clothes that had been thrown for some reason. Just crisps. <laughs> I was like, when you eat crisps, do you just like fold them up into your hand in a fist and then just throw them at your face? Or do you actually try and put them in your <laughs> mouth? So I had, to, I had to hoover up at about half past ten because there's just oh landing and every other room upstairs was just covered in crisps for some reason. So then I go in back again. So Sarah goes to sleep. I come back downstairs because I know the girls aren't going to go to sleep for ages. I think, I know, I'll just, I'll just stay awake as long as I can, just in case, because you never know one of them might need me for something. Yeah. I go back up about half past 12, because they've had food in there and everything. i got to say, they had the door closed, the room stunk, because they'd had Mackies in there. <laughs> oh, so obviously the God. room just, and four, four sets of food from Mackies, the room yeah. just absolutely stunk of... Like Mackey's, basically. Just Mackey's food, but yeah. they've been sealed in. No ventilation or anything. <laughs> so I'm taking out all the plates, and there's like bits of smudged cupcake on a plate, bits of uh, like dollops of Nutella that had been smeared everywhere. Oh. I take all the plates out, and then 
we had a like a double mattress on the floor that we we said okay. to the girls, okay, you know, sort yourselves out, blah blah blah. But they just kind of slept where they were when they were tired. They didn't decide to kind of go to bed. They were just like, yeah, I'm, I'm staying here now. I'm just going to sleep here. I don't care. Right, right, fine. Okay. But Georgia had a stack of A4 paper on the floor. On top of the stack of paper were like carrot sticks and a mound more crunched up crisps. And I didn't really notice it because the room was such a mess until Georgia went to grab a handful of the crisps. And I said, what's this on the floor? Why is there an A4 stack of paper with just a mound of crisps and carrots? And she went, oh, it's kind of like a serving platter. I was like, no, no, it isn't. It's just a mound of crisps on some paper. It's like, what have you done? And she said, I don't know. I thought it'd look cool. I said, did you think it'd look better than that? And she was like, yeah, I thought it looked really fancy, but it doesn't, does it? I was like, no, it doesn't. It looks like a mess. <laughs> so yeah, oh that was... Oh my God, that's adorable. The things they go up to. So, and then, go on, mate, go on. Uh, so she just basically, all of these crisps that were laying around were just because the platter was inadequate. <laughs> it wasn't stable enough. I guess. Yeah, I don't know if that's why there was crisps all over the floor, that they'd carried the platter around the bedroom, like the upstairs of the house or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> Or if they just basically sat down and made their own platter when they got back into the room and were kind of like ready to kind of start chilling out, ready for bedtime type thing. I, I don't know. Oh, but Maybe they were up to sinister stuff and left it out like a booby trap. <laughs> so like they could hear you sneaking around outside the room. I never even thought of that. Let's leave crisps everywhere. We'll hear them approaching then and we can yeah. stop talking about what we're talking about. <laughs> Dude, the next day, oh my god, the her bedroom was such a mess. There was so much food oh on the floor, god, everything, crisps, crumbs. There was there was a we, we gave them apple slices, and at one point, yeah. I, I was as I was hoovering up, it looked like this apple basically had um oh what do they call it? You know, like a candied apple. It was like because yeah. it, it had been out so it had just gone hard on the floor. So it was like, a, I'm pretty sure I could have like nailed a nail into the wall with this apple if I if I wanted to. It was so hard. And I just had to, I called in Georgia and said, look at all the food on the floor. I don't know how. There was food under the double mattress. As though they'd said, I know, we'll get that idiot in the morning. They literally lifted up the double mattress and just thrown a load of food under it and then put it back down. I said to her, how did the food get here? She goes... I don't know. That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. It's very weird that food is under the double oh mattress. Oh, God. Oh, dearie me. That's hilarious. But they had a nice time, so who cares? <laughs> that's all that matters, I suppose. Well, that's it. That's it. And I think it's just an indication that you need some kind of, like, dog or something. So you could have just sent the dog in to, like, eat everything off the floor and, like, sniff out all of the hidden food deposits. Like, she's got stuff in, like, a, a little vent or something, or, you know, down the side of the skirting board. You know, she's got crisps hanging from the lampshade or something like that. That dog will sniff it out. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't tell how much... I should have taken a picture. I really wish I'd taken a picture. It was one of those... It was one of those where I didn't even realise we'd given them that much food. It was like they'd somehow got more food and just thrown it all over the room somehow. That's how much food there was. But, anyway, yeah. Christ almighty. Oh, that's brilliant. It is easier Jeez. now, though. I've... Like, sleepovers now are oh, so yeah. much easier. Just because we said it's just, okay, you girls going to go upstairs and talk or watch Netflix, and that's all they want to do. And, you know, that was all yeah. they wanted to do. Uh, maybe I should offer, like, even if it's just a play date or something. Because, like, thinking how much fun 
Daisy would have with something like that. Like, she had some of her uh, school friends. Like, she's absolutely besotted with this boy called Jack and uh, this, this girl called Emelina because they uh, have known each other since they were about nine months old at nursery. And so they've just spent all of these years in close contact with each other and, and like, really close friends. And just seeing, like, how much her face lit up when she got to see them and how much she played with them at this party today, it does make me realise that, actually, it'd be good for her to have that kind of thing. I've just got to reassure the parents. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not pervert, but does your kid want to come round? <laughs> it- you know I'm what? Not it's sure it... how that will go. <laughs> no, it's so interesting, isn't it? It's so interesting because because I know you, so I'd be like, "Well, yeah, just who cares? It doesn't matter." But then I don't know if 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 there was if it was Georgia with one of her friends who was a girl, and there was only the dad going to be there, would we feel weird? I don't know. I yeah. can say now, "Oh yeah, I'll be fine about it," but what would I be? Oh no, I, I don't know. I would feel weird. I w- I would feel weird. I I'm. You know, I'm I'm very much a victim of that kind of frame of mind. Yeah, but I would also feel weird, like if one of Daisy's kids, uh, t- Daisy's friends' dads, said that. I'd be like, um, no, no, they're not going around your house. If it was a mum, yeah, perfectly fine. Yeah, I'm... and and that that's a very weird way because like w- women can be sexual offenders as well. Oh yeah, of course. And yeah. It's uh, it, it's a bad state of affairs, but hey, I think anything about it. <laughs> I, I am very, I'm very aware that when George's friends are here, I always like, okay, just come up the stairs, girls, or you know something, just to yeah. let them know that okay, I'm just, I'm, you know, and I, and we've said to Georgia that's like you know if you close your door, like we'll knock, we'll knock on the door before. I, I always, I especially, I'm always, I'll always knock on the door before I come in oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I know it is odd. It is odd. And I think you have to. Yeah, we've asked before because if if I've been picking up George from school for whatever reason, and Sarah's not in till say half past four, quarter to five, I always say, "Can you message the mums and make sure that you let them know it's me that's picking the girls up?" Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, like if they're okay with that, because if they said if they said they weren't okay with it, then fine, I, I would understand. And they've all said they're okay with it, but I, I always have that thing like you have to ask. You have to ask them and say, is it okay if it's just Danny for like an hour and a half or so or whatever? Exactly. Which you shouldn't need to. This is the thing. We all know that. We all know you shouldn't need to ask. I but know. Yeah. Even, even me, like being in that situation would still feel funny. About... I, think if, I think if you asked, you would, you, yeah, you would just have to say. You know, Daisy's yeah. asked if, was that girl's name? Was it Emiliani you said or something? Emelina. Emelina, yeah. sorry. Yeah, if you said to Emelina's like mum or dad, okay, Daisy wants Emelina to come and play. Is, is that it'll just be me? Is that okay? And you know, you just have to accept that she might say no. I'd rather she didn't. No, okay, that's fine. Yeah, you know, don't worry about exactly. it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's oh, very man. peculiar. It's what weird because we have like the hot tub and stuff, and there's that kind of yeah. Oh, the girls are going to be getting changed, kind of thing yeah. after they've been in the hot because <laughs> because George said she wanted to go in the hot tub, and I was like, oh yeah, okay. And then it became a kind of, because uh, there's going to be girls getting changed out of their swimming costumes. Any, any, or even if yeah. they're in their swimming costumes in the hot tub, would would somebody find that weird? And you don't know, would you? Yeah. But, and again, yeah. You, just, you just have to ask the question, don't you? There's nothing you can do. You just ask the question. Yeah, this is it. But 
even asking the question can make make you come across a bit weird in that situation. <laughs> you're or right. Even by asking the question, like way. then it's like that kind of yeah. thing of why you're asking the question. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just trying exactly. to be safe. Why do you need to be safe? That's what I'm oh, saying. No. Like pre- preface it by saying honestly, I'm not a pervert. I know. But <laughs> yeah. Like my child just needs a friend that can come <laughs> round to my house. <laughs> Basically. She wants to spend time with someone who isn't me. Yeah. <laughs> so please, please let your child come to my house. It's so uh, And that's a weird thing because, like, a couple of years ago, when I first moved into this house, the loads of kids in the area, and we're all obviously a bit younger, but they used to come round to uh, my house and, uh, like, play with my, uh, my older kids, you know, playing in the garden and stuff. Uh, there was one weekend just before Mother's Day one year where they all came into the kitchen. So there's about eight kids and we're all making Mother's Day cards. Like I got all the cards and stuff out. So I'm like laying on a craft activity for other people's children. But once the mums and dads realised it was mainly just me because maybe like uh, Daisy's mum was out uh, shopping with Daisy or she was... uh, at work because sometimes she work weekends that's when it it stopped which was a shame but also the kids are getting old and they didn't want to do that kind of thing yeah but D- daisy doesn't have anyone like that in the area unfortunately so yeah she'll just have to put up with spending time with a good old dad yeah but i still you can still <laughs> ask, I, I still think you should ask the question i think there's nothing wrong with asking the question yeah i i, I will and i'll report back Next time I next time I see Emelina's mum, and and uh, Chat's mum, I'll I'll ask and I'll just go look. Would would you? They like a play date. We'll we'll see. I'll report back. Yeah. Either from prison. Or... <laughs> You're one phone call. All right, guys, I'm calling yeah. in for the show. Yeah. <laughs> right, ringing in for the podcast. Hope you're <laughs> recording this because it's my last call. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh God. So on on other topics, like a non child related topic, oh, I'm go actually going to France this coming weekend. What? Uh, to go- <laughs> I know. Uh, it's a friend of mine's birthday. It's just gone, uh, and couldn't go this weekend because that, that was due to have the kids. Uh, and she really wanted to go to a Christmas market and also do something for a birthday. So we've arranged to go to a French Christmas market. Wow! And Man, oh man, the traveling, like restrictions and everything you have to do surrounding COVID is an absolute mindfuck. Dude. I I have gotten so confused over what I need to do just to spend a few hours in a different country and then come back. I've got to fill out forms, French forms and British forms. I've got to I've got to do tests. I've got to carry around like a letter and an app. From the NHS, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, that saying I'm I'm vaccinated uh, to do anything. I've got to stock up on masks because I don't know where and when I like where exactly in this French town I'll be visiting. I'll be going, and it's just like, is is this worth it? Can we not just go to a local Christmas market? <laughs> like, I don't speak a word of French either. So oh, dude, brush up. Even more difficult. Yeah, brush up because oh, it's not. I've, you know, to be well, fair, I I oh. I love the French because they are, as Eddie Izzard said, fucking French. There's no, oh yeah, they are just French. 
there's no kind of helping you out or, oh, do you mean this? It's just, yeah, you're in France. Speak French, motherfucker. And I kind of appreciate that. I do like that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, dude, get your, get your Google apps. It's a very apps. British thing to do. Yeah, get well, your Google translation Google, going. I've got my Google Translate. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's now got the function where you can... Like hold up your camera and it will translate writing. Yeah, that's live. right. Yeah, it's really good. And and you can talk into it and it will repeat the stuff back. So uh, I'm I'm going to be relying on that. But also the person I'm going with does speak French, okay. so that that will also help. She'll she'll be talking for me. You can just give her the helpful and, side uh, eye whenever somebody asks something Ooh, like that. Yeah. Just look at her. Uh-huh. <laughs> I refer you to my French speaking. <laughs> yeah, just learn that. <laughs> I refer you yeah. to my translator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's crazy and it's expensive as well. You've got to buy a test, like yeah, a private dude. test. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. Like you'd not milk in the NHS, and I agree with that. But the website has them all like advertised from a penny. And I'm thinking, oh, this is great. I can get one and it's pretty cheap. Uh and no, those penny ones are if you go to like Balham in South London uh, between the hours of like 7.30 and 7.40pm on the third <laughs> Tuesday of a month, you can get it done for a penny. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but if not, no, that's £75, please. Yeah. And that that's like how much I paid for a COVID test from Boots. So they like 20 odd quid. The flight was cheaper. So to actually travel there and back from the country is cheaper. It's horrendous. Yeah, yeah, we had to do the same because obviously we went away as a family in the summer to, um, yeah. I don't know, Spain somewhere. I can't remember where. And then Sarah went to Dublin about five weeks ago, something like that, and she had to do the same. So yeah, yeah. crazy. Uh, and and in February for my fortieth, we're going to uh, Berlin as well. So nice. I'm hoping the uh, the upcoming like third, fourth, fifth wave there doesn't actually come. Uh, and cancel it because I really want to spend that Valentine's Day weekend looking at Holocaust memorials and uh, Nazi war museums because <laughs> <laughs> I'm super romantic. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, like you know, like I've often mentioned, but one of Sarah's best friends lives in Germany, and they're saying that like things are starting to get locked down again now. They're starting to get back yeah. to serious. Okay, you're not going anywhere, type thing. So. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. If if that does happen, I'll be really disappointing. But obviously, we'll get it all cancelled and get refunded. But if I'm going to end up spending my 40s just at home, wishing I was looking at a, a Holocaust memorial, that would be say, even worse. Looking at pictures of Holocaust memorials on the internet. <laughs> yeah, and pining. Yeah. I wish have you, I could have you, see this in real life. Have you been to Germany before? Oh. I've never been to Germany before. And oh, I've mate, always I would, wanted to go. Dude, yeah, I, seriously, I love that country. So I would move over there so oh, much. I love that I, country so yeah. much. It's brilliant. Like every German bar one that I've met has been amazing and so friendly and just, it's a weird thing to say, but very British. Like in a sarcastic sense of humor, dry sense of humor. Yeah. And uh, th- their attitude to life. And it's great. I, and the country's beautiful. Whenever I see it on the TV, I'm always fascinated by it. Loads of good like media comes out of there. And I I really like their their kind of their way of life at the moment. Yeah. They have you know, lots of unwritten ugh. rules that are really good that everyone just sticks to. Nobody does their own seemingly, again, I don't know. I mean I get I, I yeah. guess maybe it does happen like it happens everywhere, but seemingly everyone sort of knows the unwritten rules, sticks to them. Nobody messes about. I didn't see any 
God, like we spent sort of we've been to Munich twice, and it's always like it's beautifully clean, and I don't know for such a major city, it never seemed that busy either. There's yes, like beautiful parks yeah. everywhere, and yeah, dude, I know Berlin's like way further north, but yeah, it's lovely. Well, place. this is it, and I'm going like mid February, so it's gonna be it's gonna be wintry, but a, a that's perfectly fine. That's like my favourite kind of weather. Yeah, yeah. And it just means that I get to walk around and not be all hot and sweaty. Perfect. Are you going to wear shorts? And then I... <laughs> I'm going to wear shorts. I might end up wearing some shorts at some point. Right. Well, so when we went, we went in November and I had shorts on yeah. and people kept looking at me. So I said to my mate, I said, why are <laughs> people looking at me? And he said, because you're wearing shorts in November. And yeah. I said, oh. And he said, he said, like, in Germany, that's just not like he said, I've never seen anybody since we've been here. He says nobody. I've not seen a single person wearing shorts. Like in the UK, yeah. you still get those dickheads like me who wear shorts all year. Like I said, like me. Yeah. But he said, yeah. He said people looking at you thinking, why is that dickhead wearing shorts? I was like, yeah, oh, okay. but the, <laughs> oh, the British weather is so weird though. Like this weekend, I could have put my washing out and have it dry in half an hour. Yeah, true. Like we had to turn the heating off because we were just sweating in the house and it was oh it was horrendous it's too warm for late november you're right <sighs> and you get that horrible thing where i get this horrible thing like my hands get cold but the rest of my body is warm so yes i get this like weird thing where like i'll have to like i'll just put my hands on my face for five minutes because my face is red hot but my hands are freezing <laughs> so i'll just have my hands on my face to try and transfer the different levels of heat across my body <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is bullshit. I can't regulate my body. It's horrible. I get it with the tip of my nose because I've got a, like a, a a well-structured nose. It's the polite way of saying it. Nice. I've nice. got a big honker, <laughs> and so I I do the thing where like I you like if you smell something bad and you pull your t-shirt over your face, I do that, but just to warm my nose up. And now I find it quite comforting. <laughs> And I end up just doing it at random times because I like the feeling of it. And like people, I say people, but like my kids going, oh, what smells? I'm like, nothing. I just, it was, it felt nice to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so, but yeah. Right. Okay, then. So you've not been to Germany before. So are you actually going to try and get to a, like a Holocaust memorial then? Yes, yeah. We, yeah. We've had a look at some of the, the different things we can do. And the, the actual Holocaust memorial is one of them uh because both both of us uh, are quite interested in like the the history of the the city yeah yeah where it it's been so kind of impacted by so many different kind of ideologies and cultures and obviously with what happened post world war 2 with the uh, the city as well and it it's inescapable i suppose so uh, yeah we'll, we'll definitely be seeing that um probably a couple of the museums <laughs> Uh, and we both find that quite funny because neither of us are that romantic or anything like that. And Valentine's weekend's a bit like kind of yeah, whatever. It's just a weekend, uh, so we're just gonna go and just do the th- see the things we want to see. Take in the history, Under- dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Checkpoint Charlie and yeah, Brandenburg Gate and things like that. Like the architecture and a lot of the street art as well. Yeah. Because obviously graffiti and that type of thing was such a big thing with the Berlin Wall being there, that that kind of street art uh, culture has continued, like post Berlin Wall. And so we really want to have a look at some of the uh, the like the street art fixtures and that type of culture side of things, like with the if there's any museums there. I think there are one or two or galleries. 
for want of a better phrase. Yeah. Uh, with that kind of thing. And so yeah, really looking forward to it. I'm I'm currently on a hundred and two day streak with Duolingo with my nice, German. Nice. So I'm I'm I can very much uh I I'm very kind of au fait with asking when is the department store open and uh, <laughs> am I buying new clothes for my job interview? <laughs> you know, all, all of that relevant stuff that Geolingo comes up with. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, so luckily, my friend I'm going with also speaks German as well as French. So wow. again, I'll be, I'll be doing the, yeah, I'll just refer you to uh, my translator. I mean, the uh, cynic... Yeah, she's- the cynic in me would say, you're only going to these places with this person because they speak these languages. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, w- I was going to go on my own. And then in, in a, a, a peak of like, or a fit of peak, I, I kind of said, oh, do you want to come with me to make it cheaper? But also because you might want to go. And she was like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, right, so that that's why we're both going. And then in revenge, she said, oh, well, for my birthday, we need to do something and go away to France then. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's worked out quite well that we both are doing these things that we want to do and travel to places, and we don't have to do it alone, and we can do it a bit cheaper. So, No, that's great. That's great. Well. It's interesting yeah. because I think, I'm trying to think, maybe of all the countries in the world, Germany might be the most historically significant i mean maybe if i mean maybe china because i'm just or maybe greece maybe yeah but i'm just thinking sort of recent history oh recent history i mean certainly it's been it's been the hub or focus of a lot of stuff like obviously pre-world war one up to say the 1980s it's been affected by so, so much. Yeah. So many different kind of cultural and ideological things. And and that is ingrained into the city and probably the people of the city, I would guess. I guess so. Obviously, there are different parts of the world that have been affected in different ways throughout the past kind of hundred years. I was trying to explain to but, Georgia yeah. there used to be two different Germanys and she didn't get it. <laughs> As I was like, she was like, well, where was the other one? I was like, no, no, it, it was the same... It was the same one, but it was like cut in two. She said, "What do you mean it was cut?" She said, "Like how do you? I don't get that. How do you? How was it in two? I said, "Well, there was a giant wall, a giant wall that separated one side of Germany from the other side of Germany." And she just looked at me like I had seventeen heads. She just couldn't. <laughs> like why? Well, like, well, I'm not. I'm not yeah, going to get into the whole I mean, thing. Even, but... even as someone born in the early eighties, that is a, a weird concept. Yeah, for a society that's. Uh, it, you know, equal to ours. Yeah, like, just as advanced. You know, democratic society, advancement and what have you, to think that actually that was forced to be divided by yeah. third parties, other countries. Yeah. Like, imagine if, like, fucking France and Australia decided, right, we, we are going to divide up England. Like, not, not the other countries in the UK, just England. So if, if you're south of Birmingham... That's where the wall's going to be, okay? And north of England, yeah, that is just the north. And then how the culture would differentiate. Dude, that's so and interesting. trying would... to re-merge that, like, yes. 30 years later, in living memory. Like, you you now, when you were 10, your country was split, and now you are 40, the country is reuniting. Dude, like, that'd be what mad. will that mean to you? That'd be so mad. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so interesting. Yeah, it is. It's it's bizarre. I will say as well that I don't know how it'll affect you, 
But so when we went to Germany the first time to see our friends, we went to a Holocaust memorial place. We went to the one in Dachau, mate. Yeah, I have never been so depressed and weighed down by life in my entire yeah. life. I was. It's so cliche, and I'm sure people listen to this. You want to put your eye rolling eyes in now to replace your normal eyes. <laughs> it's fine, but it absolutely changed me like a million percent. And we. I left there and I felt like I was 10 stone heavier. I felt like my shoulders were drooped. I was so miserable and so yeah, not upset, crying upset, but just, just the absolute, <laughs> yeah, ju- yeah, just Christ. So interesting because it's a, they have a, a museum there where they've kept sort of uh, relevant artifacts and there's a, there's a, like a, you can go and sit in like a little mini cinema. There's like a half an hour documentary on how Dachau was, sort of liberated and when the Russians turned up and the Americans yeah. and all that kind of thing and just the, just the size of the place the size I, I never knew how big the the POW camps were it all like the concentration not even the POW camp the concentration yeah. camps I never knew how big they were and we walked in and dude they are massive massive oh yeah so I so we walk in through the main gate and we go through this little kind of reception area and <laughs> as we're walking in I said oh we didn't like I kind of whispered it because it's hushed tones. Like you know, it's not a yeah. place you can be loud and bombastic because it's fucking deadly serious. But I whispered to my mate and said, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't bring any money." And he's like, "Dude, it's free. They're not going to charge you to go into this place, <laughs> are they? They're not going to try and profit from it." And I was like, "Oh yeah, of course not, because <laughs> that'll be horrific. Oh that'd be even more God. horrific." But yeah. we walked in through the main gate, and there was a, a, a another building. I, I mean. I want to say like half, probably half a mile away. I was like, "What's?" I said yeah. to somebody, "Wait, what's that? What's that building down there?" I'm like, "Oh, like that's where that's where the gas chambers are." I was like, "Oh my god!" And oh. it just showed like row after row after. There's only like I think there was two huts that they le- that they left up that were where people slept yeah. and stuff. And then they would have then like one of everything. So like one, they had like a, the shower block and dude standing in that shower block is eerie as fuck. Like it's so eerie and so. Oh yeah, like I said, just depressing. Imagine it's mate. Like be be ready because like, we didn't. We just kind of decided to go on a whim. We didn't know what we were doing that day, and they went, "Oh, well, we've not been to." There's a, a concentration camp in Dachau, which was about we got we got the bus to get there basically, but they said yeah. we can go there if you want. And we we're like, "Yeah, sure," and like you know, laughing and joking on the bus on the way there, and on the way back, we just all sat in in silence, <laughs> just staring like a thousand <laughs> yard stare, and then we just kind of got oh, in. We're like, man. right, well, fucking hell, that was a bit something, wasn't it? So, yeah, like this be is ready, I mean, dude. Be con- ready. The concentration camps, I'm not too sure of because you know how like emotional I can get over stupid stuff. Yeah, like, like fucking Christmas TV adverts. So going somewhere like that, I'm not too sure about. I I I think I'd be safer just going to like the actual memorial places within the city itself. Yeah. So where they've actually got like. There's the famous one where it's like a series of cubes or pillars. Yeah, like it's like a weird looking uh, kind maze of divided type. Round. Yeah, 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 almost. So I I would love to see that, and like I say, some of the museums. But I know there's obviously there's like tours where they'll take you out uh, to the uh, like the nearby concentration camps, uh, and we we've decided, kind of jointly, maybe not, but maybe we'll we'll see how we go. If, my, in my opinion, I, I I believe everybody should go. I think if you're there, oh, yeah. I think you should go. I really do. Just for the, 
I don't know. Just for the sheer, the sheer knowing of the enormity of the situation, and to see it yes. with your own two eyes, just to be almost to almost to want to be overwhelmed by the gravity of what happened, because you can't like you can't explain it and you can't prepare for it and you can't like I'm trying to explain yeah. it, but it's not the same. And I think if you're there, I think you owe it yourself to try and do it, dude. Like. If you came back on, you know, whenever you went, if you came, like, yeah, I cried my eyes out. I'd be like, yeah, I, I don't blame you. I, I don't blame you. Like, yeah. there'd be no, like, yeah, oh, you cried. Like, no, I completely... <laughs> you cried at a concentration camp. Yeah. Wuss. Like, even, even though, like, you're not Jewish or you have no, like, sort of, as far as I know, you don't have any kind of real connections to people who are Jewish. But No. May no. I have, yeah, me neither. I have no connection to anyone who's Jewish. But, mate, I could have, I could have easily just burst into tears at that place. But I'm glad I went and I'm glad I saw it. Just to just for the yeah. knowledge to understand what it was like. Well, this is it. If if we don't, I think I'll look back on it and think, oh, it was a missed opportunity. Yeah. When, when am I going to be back in that area to, yeah. to be able to experience that? But then part of me is like, man, I already know it's pretty bad. Like, I, I want to have a nice time. I want to have a nice stuff. time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I I limit myself looking at like SS museums and like the division of a country. Yeah. Uh, but no, maybe not. Uh, like mass genocide. Yeah. It, it will be Valentine's weekend after all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I still think you should do uh, it. But anyway, anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we have a Should we have a question? Yes. Yes. All right, let's okay. Go. My husband wants to name our second son, the third, after himself and his father. And I'm afraid this will hurt our firstborn son's feelings. What oh. should I do? <laughs> so the guy's got two kids. Oh, wow. Not That's sure interesting. Age gap. That's interesting. The firstborn son, he didn't name his name and the third. Let's just say well, John Smith. With the whatever. second son. Yeah. yeah, we'll just say so yeah. So his dad was called John Smith. He was called John Smith the second. He's calling his second son John Smith the third. But dude, I... the mum's afraid that's going to hurt the firstborn son's feelings. Which dude, it could do. To be honest, I could see I, that. It probably would. Yes, right? I could see that for sure. Because it is that kind of. But then maybe if you were older, would you think, God, thank God, I didn't get the pressure of being named after him. Thank God, I could just go and be my own person. But then there is the other way you could take it was like, well, why didn't you name me after you? That's why like, yeah, George, like George, I, all would... George Foreman's kids are called George Foreman. So why don't you just call yeah. us both John Smith? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> well, the thing is, right, if it was just the one son and he wasn't named John Smith the third, that would be fine. And then he could look back and think, okay, well, my dad decided not to. Carry on that tradition. That's fine. I am me anyway. I am Jack Smith. Yeah. So it's all good. But throwing in another child into the equation and naming him John Smith Third, that's a whole different situation. Because then that kid is going to think, okay, well, why wasn't I good enough for that name? Why don't I get to carry on the legacy? But he does. And then maybe John Smith III, when he grows up, also feels like, well, hang on, <laughs> how come Jack didn't get my name? Why aren't I called Jack? Why do I have to have this stupid tradition? Yeah, because John Smith III might be thinking, well, why have you given me all this pressure? This isn't fair. Yeah, exactly. I wish I was that's, Jack. That's he could just go off and do whatever he wanted. He's the oldest one. 
Yeah. yeah. Jack can go and do whatever he wanted. I never could. I had to be John's. I had to follow in my father's footsteps of being a photocopy repairman. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't know a lucrative business if you're in the right area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. To be fair, I've never understood people who name them kids after themselves. Anyway, I find that completely bizarre. I, I've never. No. no. To me, that smacks of vanity. Yeah. Me too. Like, me too. And and if you're the second and you want to carry on that tradition, that's even worse because then you're wanting to appease your dad. So you're going, Daddy, pay attention to me. But also you're going, good, then he'll be thinking that he has to do it when he has a son. And then he'll be appeasing me. Yeah. So that'll pay off further on down the line. I had yeah, a friend. He, sh- he should, oh, who... shouldn't name his kid. I had a friend who had a friend who got to the fifth. So it went back to the great-great-grandfather and his name, and then it was his son's name, and then his son's name, and they all all had the same name. And it went to, like, I think his name was John Powell or something like that. And he was, like, my mate said, yeah, I know a guy who's, like, John Powell the fifth. And it's just been John. And and he said, he said, if I have a son, I will call him John. I was like, this is so so bizarre. I I, I would say by the time it gets to the fifth, it is that ingrained in your culture where it's just like, well, it's just what we do. Like, yeah, that's true. There's no decision. Oh, yeah, oh, like, yeah. like our family, every Christmas morning, we always have to wait for everyone to wake up and have a shower before we open presents. That's <laughs> yeah. what our family does. But it's more serious because it's naming a child. <laughs> yeah. Very weird. Yeah. Uh, I, I would worry it would hurt the firstborn son's feelings. Yeah, me too. I, 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 I would, I would too. think you, you need to do that and have that discussion with your dad as the dad of this child as the second, have a word with the first and see, look, I'm thinking I don't want to carry on this tradition. Is that okay? And we just won't ever carry on the tradition rather than going, yeah, I'm, I'm don't want to do it, but I'm not mentioning anything to him. And then he'll get upset after I've already signed the certificate. Yeah, and so I to appease him, I go. Oh well, if I have another one, I'll name him our name. Some people are funny with names, though, aren't they? I can imagine some dads being really weird with that. That no, no, we have to do it. We have to do it. And if they're like that, oh, then God. fine. Yeah. What can you do? Nothing you can do. Well, I don't, you can I don't still think just worth. go. No, I, d- I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> signing know? the papers. Tough. Yeah. No, we're not naming him that. I'm going to call him Shirley. And if... <laughs> to hell with you, King Johnny Cash, a boy named Sue. Yeah, <laughs> I would say yeah. Yeah, my I, oh. as we always obviously end with this, but yeah, my TLDR would be, don't do it. That's my. If I had to go one way or the other, I'd be yeah. Don't don't name him after you. Pick a, pick another name for the sake of the exactly. other child as well, just in case. Just in case. Ex- just to cover exactly. bases. And if you're the mum, be honest with with the man. Yeah, yeah. In your life, and just say, look, I'm worried. This, this is what will happen. They, this. This lad's feelings will be hurt. Why have we done this? Why didn't you name our first child after you? I would have agreed with it. Or maybe, maybe it's because she said, well, I'm naming our firstborn child regardless. Maybe. And then you can name the second one. (laughs) Okay, okay, that's fine. But our second son. Now she's trying to renege. Now she's trying to renege oh, on the deal. Maybe, yeah, maybe she's trying to welch on a deal. Because oh. she was thinking, oh, well, I'm never going to have a second kid. Or, well, it goes boy, girl, boy, girl, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that. I'm not exactly. going to have two boys. That'd be crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Yeah. I'd, I'd, without knowing too, the fine details of the situation, 
speak to the dad and sort it out. <laughs> That's all I can do. Talk to him. Don't don't come to us internet strangers <laughs> and ask ask for us to have the conversation. No, but or sometimes just blame this podcast is a stranger, isn't it? So well, that's true. That is true. That is very true. All right, maybe not there we us go. though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not these strangers. Different. Pick other strangers, no. not these strangers. All right. Hopefully, everything being good, folks. We'll be back on Thursday before Adam's jaunt off to uh, La Francais. Yeah. And uh, yeah, take care, everybody. Love you lots. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Anything else from you, Adam? No, other than look after yourself and uh, make sure you start buying for Christmas right now. It's only a oh, couple of weeks go. away. Yeah, good point. Take care, bud. Love you lots. Bye.